Welcome to Talking Water with GMW, where we discuss all things water with some of the most interesting people across GMW and the water industry. This month, we are joined by GMW Recreation and Land Officer, Chris Braden. With summer fast approaching, Chris speaks to our host, Claire Nile, about some of the great things on offer at our storages and waterways. Chris also explains GMW's role in managing our storages and waterways, which benefit the entire community. We will be dropping new episodes in the first week of each month, so keep an eye on our website for more information. In the meantime, here's Chris. Welcome, 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 Chris, to Talking Water with GMW. Thank you for joining us today. I've been really excited to have a chat with you because we've had a little bit to do with each other, with some of our different networks and just around the traps of Gold Murray Water. But I have been very impressed with your passion for all things water and all things GMW. So I wanted to ask a little bit about what's your background and how did you come to be passionate about water? Well, I've been with Gold Murray Water for coming up to 22 years, Claire. So it's been a while. And prior to Gold Murray Water, I spent around 18, 19 years in the water industry in recreation or tourism. So working at the Eildon Boat Harbour. So I've been working on water or around water on boats all my working life. I had set up my own business at one stage, hiring out speedboats and jet skis and sailboards. And I used to drive the Eildon Explorer. We used to carry up to 100 passengers on Lake Eildon and give them the tour and the the talk about the the lake. You sound like you're quite passionate about not just the environment, but in keeping standards really, really high. Absolutely. I'm currently on a working group with Better Boating Vic where they're looking at facility standards to standardise them across Victoria. So if you're constructing a boat ramp, what's best practice for a boat ramp? If you've got parking facilities or other facilities, what's best practice there? But having said all that, I can assure you the most you will learn is from people who actually use our waterways. And we're basically just talking about waterway use. There's a lot of other use that happens around our storages too. In regards to waterways, you speak to someone who uses a boat ramp and they're using it regularly. They'll know what the issues are, whether it's positioned correctly, whether there's traffic management issues, whether there's zoning issues, and we learn a lot from having that public consultation also. So I suppose I wanted to ask a more general question about our storages and what Golden Murray Water offers in terms of recreation. First thing to consider is the fact that our storages uh, or our waterways, I shouldn't just say storages, our waterways range from Mildura Weir in the west to Dartmouth in the east, Lake Hilton, down to small waterways like Hepburn Lagoon in the southwest heading down towards Ballarat. So depending on where you go, there's lots of opportunities. We'll have high-speed boating, people water skiing, wakeboarding, tubing. We get people out fishing and boating. At Lake Hilton, we've got over 720 houseboats licensed to operate on the lake, which is the only storage where Gold Murray Water have that capability. So for people houseboating, I can tell you from experience, it is a complete different lifestyle. When you're up on the lake, 
it's not like even any of the other towns exist, so it, it really mm-hmm. changes. Um, we get a lot of day trippers who will come up for picnicking, just viewing, getting some background on the um, storages. You know, they'll look at their historic signage, have a bit of a read about. They might go and have a picnic, maybe a fish, and off they go. So there's lots of activities like that. And in the last couple of years, we've opened up two waterways, which haven't been open for boating previously, and that's Tullarook Reservoir and Hepburn Lagoon. So they're for electric-powered vessels or human-powered, so canoes and kayaks, basically. And that enables people to have a bit of passive boating while doing some fishing without worrying about high-speed vessels. So there's a whole range of mix of activities people can do. Yeah, that sounds great. And so these lakes and dams and reservoirs, we use them to capture and store and release water to our customers. Does this mean that providing attractive sort of recreational opportunities at these storages can occasionally be an afterthought? Primarily our storages are for the storage, harvesting and release of water for irrigation or to um, water right holders. They've clearly been used over the years for recreation as an added benefit. And while we won't retain water specifically for recreation because we're obliged to release it to the water holders, we have been looking at how we can improve facilities. And Eplup's an example. What we can do to improve facilities that, that people might still attend the storages and can still use them, maybe for canoeing and kayaking if the levels get super Mm. low. Although at most storages, you can generally complete high-speed boating unless, you know, we hit the droughts like we did in the mid-2000s. Yeah. I was going to say, you would have seen some incredible changes to some of the storages. I was just thinking of Epiloc, as you were saying that, during the drought and how that affected people that were not just using the recreational facilities but living nearby. Lake Applock in 2007 was down to 2% and you could drive right across the lake bed yeah. from one side to the other um, at Kimbolton Pool because it was there was just nothing there. But having said that, then we've seen times like the 2011 floods where its peak inflow, Applock would have been filling from empty to full every two and a half days. Wow. So it's amazing. The other thing people really struggle to get their head around is the capacity of some of our storages. So, for example, Ilden holds uh, 304,000 megalitres or a touch over. Lake Ilden holds 3,300,000 megalitres. Hume and Dartmouth are very similar to Lake Ilden. So, Ilden, we've got 580 kilometres of shoreline at full supply. Eplock's about 130 kilometres of shoreline. So, you know, some of these storages can fill very quickly, whereas others take longer just just due to the capacity of the storages. Yeah. So I suppose I'm just going to ask a little bit about our irrigators and sometimes they might get a little bit frustrated when they see us putting in toilet blocks or, you know, building new boat ramps because they might think those kind of infrastructure updates might increase their fees to cover these costs. Is that what happens? 
Well, in actual fact, the majority of the money going into recreation comes from our leasing and licensing, our commercial operations across all our storages. In addition to that, we have partnerships with people such as Better Boating Victoria, Victorian Fisheries Authority, DELP, with their recreational values team. So this financial year, Gold Murray Water have picked up $1.6 million, or just over, in funding for delivering projects to their storages. So that ranges from things such as new boat ramps being designed and going to be constructed at Waranga Basin at Harriman Point. Instead of a single-lane boat ramp there, it'll be a double-lane boat ramp. We're looking at improving the angle. So it's a nice, consistent angle and steep enough to easily launch speedboat. Um, we're putting a new amenity block in it at Araman Point at Waranga Basin. So what that will do is it gives all ability or equal access, we'll disabled access to the yeah. facilities there. It were, it was a few things happening at Waranga Basin at the Embankment Rec area. Delp have funded to put in a uh, shelter and an all-ability, equal-access double barbecue, so it's wheelchair-accessible with uh, tables uh, where wheelchairs can fit under too. So we're getting funding for things like that. We're doing aids to navigation, full upgrade of aids to navigation at Waranga Basin and Lake Epilock. For someone to come boating at a particular area, it's up to the waterway manager to provide aids to enable that person to understand and operate safely Mm. on that waterway. So we'll have boating safety information signage. We'll have boys out in the water showing where the zones are and we'll have them zoned appropriately. And I've been madly working on other projects at the moment, which is why I'm heading over to Harkwa, which is, once again, more funding. There's a fair bit of funding coming in from the different parties. So each time we upgrade facilities... That's reducing our costs and having to be maintaining old failing infrastructure too, which is really important. Yeah, that's right. And it's for the whole community too, isn't it? I can hear the passion in your voice, Chris, and you are a, a much-loved Golden Murray Water staff member by everyone here. Can you tell me how you keep your passion alive and are you still getting out and about and using your own licences and enjoying recreational facilities yourself? Yeah, love getting out on the waterways, and I notice I'm only a few k's from Lake Epilock. <laughs> um, that's sitting at 56% and increasing, and the blue-green algae alert's been lifted, so I'm looking forward to a, a good summer. It's a great waterway for having a, yeah. a ski yeah. or two. That's right, and I think with us all being locked up in COVID for the last couple of months, the idea of getting out and about and using some of our waterways is quite an exciting prospect, isn't it? Oh, it's great. And look, we've noticed even in the past, over at Epilock after we came out of lockdown the first time later last year, there was people on the boat round going up to have a bit of a chat and how you doing. They'd come straight up out of Melbourne. I think they'd had the boat connected the night before, ready to get up and go out for a water ski, just itching to get out. And we are getting large numbers out. Gold Murray Water have been working with DELP with their summer safety programming for last summer, where we're looking at where there's an expectation of more people coming out to the regions because of the lockdowns. There's been an uptake in people purchasing boats. There's been, I see their transfers have increased by about 6% over what they would in a normal year with 
people selling boats or buying boats to get out and registering new ones to get out boating because a lot of stuff's going to happen locally. When anyone is going into areas, it's really important they do a bit of research. Gold Murray Waters website on our recreational tab has some absolutely invaluable material on there. You can get mapping of what the waterway is. You can have a look to see what the facilities are available up there. Maritime Safety Vic's website has some great stuff on if you're going boating, planning your trip, what to do, because we've got to remember some of these remote areas, you won't necessarily have mobile phone contact. So you do have to think about safety, you know, has the boat been serviced, battery charged up, how's your fuel, have you you've given it a run beforehand, so you put the ear, if it's an outboard, you put the earmuffs on, run some water through it, give the engine a run. Is all your safety gear in there? If you're using inflatable life jackets, have they been serviced? Because even private ones, they have to be serviced annually, and you can do that yourself. There's instructions in the manuals of what you need to do. But is all your gear right? Because it's too late when you get into trouble. But having said that, it's great fun. You just have to do it safely.